heart of every man craves a great adventure, but life doesn't usually feel that way. Jesus speaks of narrow gates and wide roads, but the masculine journey is filled with many twists and turns. So how do we keep from losing heart while trying to find the good way when life feels more like a losing battle than something worth dying for? Grab your gear and come on a quest with your band of brothers who will serve as the guides in what we call the masculine journey. The Masculine Journey starts here, now. Welcome to The Masculine Journey. We are glad to have you with us today, and I'm glad to say we have a full house today. It seems like it's been forever since we've all been together, and in the studio today, there, there's Robbie and Dennis and, and Vinny and, what's your name again, Al? We have Al here, so we have everybody here, so it's a great show that we can all kind of get some perspective on, and I'm, I'm just glad to see you guys. It's good to see you, too. Well, thank you. I feel all warm and fuzzy now. <laughs> Um, we were, <laughs> that was a setup. Moving I, along. That's a setup. I'm sorry. Uh, Want to talk a little bit at the beginning of the show about something we're doing next week that's pretty exciting. Robbie, do you have something that we're you can tell them about that we're doing next week? Yes, for the first time ever, we're going to be live in the Masculine Journey at Heritage Woods, which is I'll let Vinny describe exactly how to get there since he's lived there. But it's it's sort of an assisted living center that is, uh, and we're going to be doing the art of living well mm-hmm. and and it's going to be a really cool from our you know, th- there's this transition that some of us as we g- get on in life realize that at some point when do i go to assisted living when do i go to those kind of things and then what happens to my story so to speak am i still part of the story or am i fading off into the sunset so to speak and so this event is kind of how can we do that in god's grace so to speak with ease and so we're going to hear that on the masculine journey the Christian Car Guys show, we're going to be out there as well, and we're going to be uh, sharing how to drive when it, it's kind of hard to turn your head around anymore, or how it, it is to get out of those scooters into a seat and how to get, you know, those kind of things. So we're going to be doing that on the Christian Car Guy and then on Kingdom Pursuits. We're going to be talking about all those aspects of the art of living well. And, and so when we get to the masculine journey part, Sam, we're going to be sharing testimonies, right? We are. We're going to be talking with some of the residents there about who, looking back, because it, looking back usually gives you more clarity than when you're in the midst of things, and, and asking them as they look back, who's been sages in their life? You know, who's come in at a key time, and an older male and an older female that said, hey, you know, let me take you under my wing and gave you some good advice or helped you along the way? Right? And, and helping, actually, hopefully, them to see that they're really needed. They're really needed as sages in other people's lives. We get the benefit of having Vinny every week. But there's a lot of people that need a Vinny. That's right. And and so what a cool opportunity to see all that coming into in the play. So we are live again May 2nd, which is next Saturday. It starts at 10 o'clock with the Christian Car Guy. It'll go all the way through the masculine journey. And we're hoping you'll come out and meet us. We're going to have stuff to give away and all sorts of events that are going on in the art of living well. And that's an awesome, awesome program that they're they're debuting, uh, that it's it's a a series that they're going to be running for a while, and it touches on a lot of different aspects of life, you know, the spiritual side, the physical side, all these different things. And, and so they're going to be kicking off this, this program, and it's for the residents there, and it is open to the people that want to come in and be a part of that. So we'd love to see you out there and love to hear from you. We don't get a chance uh, very often to get out there and see you guys, and so we'd love to have you come out. If they wanted to come to that, Vinny, how would they, how would they go about getting to there? What, what was the address over there? Uh, 3812. Westgate Drive. It's uh, if you're familiar with Home Depot on uh, 
was the Haynes, Haynes Mall, Mall Boulevard. Yeah. It's right behind Haynes Mall Depot. Uh, yeah. I yeah. mean, Home Depot. You see, that's why I'm in this home. <laughs> <laughs> well, I kind of threw that to you. Uh, yeah, actually, it's, yeah. you know, I hate to disagree with Vinny because, you know, he could bring out the bat, but we don't. <laughs> it's on Forest Gate drive it's 3812 forest gate well, drive which is off westgate center which is that road like you're talking about if you're on haynes mall boulevard you come up on westgate center drive right, right. and and that if you take that down it it, it crosses forest gate but there is this wonderful community it's called heritage woods and that's where we're going to be on may the 2nd which is again next saturday yeah come out and see us we'd love to talk with you we have a a, a topic today that's you'd think we'd be doing like late in may or early in june because it pertains to fathers, but we're doing it pretty intentionally when we're doing it now. One, because God said it's kind of kind of time to do this show. And secondly, that's most importantly, obviously. And secondly, we're about eight or so weeks, seven, eight weeks, I don't have a calendar in front of me, from Father's Day. And so maybe something you can give your dad along the way is something we're going to talk about today. And we're not talking about gifts. We're talking about something his heart may really need. And so today we're going to be talking about how our heart changes when we recognize that our fathers were also wounded people. And if you've not really been listening to us long, you may say, what? What are you talking about? Just hang with us. I think it'll make some sense as we kind of unpack this over the next half hour. But to begin that, I want to play a clip, and it's from the movie Hoosiers. If you haven't seen that movie, it's about basketball in the best state in the world, Indiana. Just kidding. I grew up there. (laughs) Um, But I've moved from there to North Carolina, which is now the best state. But it's about basketball back in the 50s. And so you have the story of this coach, and there's a lot of sub-stories going on. And again, it's a movie. It's about basketball, but it's not really about basketball. It's about life. And he has a player, the coach does, who has a father that's an alcoholic who had been a, a great basketball player once upon a time. And so the coach goes after the father's heart to try to help him while he's still struggling with alcohol. And here's a, a conversation between the coach and the man's son. What's on your mind? Well, Coach, what you're doing with my dad, I'm not seeing it. Why not? Because he's a drunk, he'll do something stupid. When's the last time somebody gave him a chance? You don't deserve a chance. There's a lot going on there in that clip. Dennis, I'm going to ask you a question here a minute for you to, to talk a little bit about. But as you hear that, can't you hear the son's pain coming through? Absolutely. Right. I mean, there's some pain of past letdowns, past times that he had faith in his dad and something went wrong or embarrassment that he felt or hurt that he felt. And you kind of hear that coming out when he's talking about his father. Dennis, what about this clip? You said there was something about this clip that, you know, really you had something on your heart about it. Well, I think that it's hard for, uh, when he's feeling that, it's hard for him to get a sense of maybe what's behind what's going on with his dad. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I have a dad that when he, from the time he was a teenager was, and I wouldn't necessarily call my dad an alcoholic, but my dad started drinking at a fairly young age, uh, was a middle child and 
as I look back on it now, I see there were a lot of insecurities there. And my dad would 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 show off and do things. He had a '57 Chevy. He had some guys went out drinking one night when he was a teenager, wrecked the car, just about killed everyone in the car. Uh, and my dad became a driver. He was a very hard worker, always trying to prove himself. So if if you look at the in the connection I'm trying to make is if you look at the the drinking that he did a lot of times, which I saw as we grow, grow up, grew up, and I have had some issues with that myself, there's something underlying there in trying to prove yourself, some insecurities that you have in your life. I never really saw that back then. I never saw that that was what was going on. I started to get a glimpse of it about 10 years ago that my dad is always kind of trying to prove himself. And there's some wounds that go back probably into his childhood that I don't even know about. So... And I think that's what we're getting at there, that there was something in Dennis Hopper's character that went went beyond just his drinking, that when, if you took the drinking away, there was something else there. There were some wounds there for him as well. Absolutely. And that story, if you haven't seen it, it is a good movie. There goes on, It goes on and there's some redemption with the story. I'll let you watch that on your own between the, the father and son. But I think that that's something that happens for all of us. A lot of times when we're so young and things happen, we don't have the eyes to, to see it or the, the mind to understand it, right? We're still thinking like a child. And so as we grow up, sometimes we have a hard time moving past that because it's been ingrained in us for so long that we still kind of think that way. And it's hard for us to see things any other way. We talked a little bit before the show, and, and anger is something that you often hear. Disappointment and anger kind of all tied together. But that anger is really just kind of a safe place. Right, because if I'm angry, then I don't have to deal with the topic. If I'm angry, I don't have to think about forgiveness because that person may not deserve forgiveness in my eyes. If I'm angry, I don't have to be vulnerable. Right, And so angry is a pretty safe place to be in that situation. And you don't have to do any work. I think Al was talking about that earlier, that uh, there's a part that comes into play for us as well. And if you're angry, then you can say it's it's all his fault. There's nothing that I need to do in order to 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 let God do some healing work with me. I can just it's dad's fault. Yeah. And if you haven't listened to us long, we're not trying to talk bad about fathers. That's not the intent. It's it's a, a journey of discovery as God helps you deal with some woundedness in your life that unver- invariably, no matter how good our father was as a person, no matter how much he showed love to us. There's wounds along the way because our father was also a broken person. I love my daughters. I love my sons. But now looking back, I can see how I've wounded their heart over the years. And I don't know that I could have loved them any more than I do. But I was broken and had to deal with some of my own stuff. And I can see that more clearly for me, but I couldn't always see it for my dad. You know, just recently, as recent as day before yesterday, um, my son made a knee-jerk reaction, my oldest son, and made a big decision and it irritated me that not that it was a bad decision that he didn't stop think about it pray about it plan it out make sure it was the right decision he just went and did it so when he came to tell me that he had made a decision I interrupted him and cut him off and jumped on him about it and he got he got quiet he said well thanks for talking and walked away and I thought okay well that didn't go well but he came back he said you know dad I love you and I want your opinion, but I got frustrated that you just cut me off without letting me finish. You didn't listen to me. And I felt about, if you could see, I'm probably a quarter of an inch. I felt that big 
and I had to stop and listen to him. And I realized I was cutting him off because he wasn't doing what I wanted because I didn't want him to make the same mistakes. But as a father, I have to make those changes. This is the first time I've ever been the father of a 29 year old in the month of May or April, wherever we are in time. But we, we think that our dads know everything, but it was the first time that they were that age with a child. Every day is new, and it's a new experience for them, just like it's a new experience for our children. Absolutely. And when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit more about discovering those wounds and how God starts to unpack them and how he moves us towards seeing our father in a different light. He helps us understand and helps us move that next step towards forgiveness if we let him. So come back, and we're going to listen to one from Everybody Loves Raymond. Don't miss that one. Exercise is hard. So is maintaining a healthy diet. Of course, neither is half as hard as dying. Type 2 diabetes, heart disease, and stroke kill nearly a million people a year. But most of these deaths are preventable with regular activity, a healthier diet, and not smoking. Talk to your doctor about your risk for type 2 diabetes and heart disease. You can stop it starting right now. Get moving. Visit CheckupAmerica.org or call 1-800-DIABETES. A message from the American Diabetes Association. Laura, the guys really went to town on that leg of lamb. Yeah, thanks, Amy. I'm glad everyone enjoyed it. Something's wrong. I know you too well. Jim's company is cutting his salary, and he may even get laid off. He doesn't think we'll be able to afford the mortgage. Oh, Laura. If you think you may be in danger of foreclosure, call the National Foundation for Credit Counseling at 866-687-6322 or visit MortgageHelpNow.org. That's MortgageHelpNow.org. This has been a public service from the NFCC. Come beating on your door I know that I'm a prisoner to all my father household dear I know that I'm a hostage to all his hopes and fears I just wish I could have told him in the living years I remember Hearing that song from Mike and the Mechanics, which was one of the guys from um, for Genesis, for yeah. Genesis, when he did a solo album, and and you know I heard it for a long time before I ever really listened to the words. Oh my gosh, what a good song! What a powerful song that that kind of enters into that the, the place that we're talking about today. Yeah, and it really is. It really is kind of sad when you hear it because what he's speaking of is that he never got to the point to have that conversation with his father. He never got to the point to deal with those wounds. In the chorus, he talks about uh, it's too late when we die to, to, to admit that we don't see eye to eye. So there's mm-hmm. never really that, that work that gets done. And, and that's sad if that doesn't happen. Right. And, and sometimes that healing comes when we have, or that move towards it, becomes when we have a different perspective, which we're going to listen to a clip here in a second that really helps us see that or hear that, I guess, in this case, but see it figuratively. But before that, Robbie, we're doing something really cool next week, May 2nd, right? What are we doing? It is. It's a week from today. We're going to be live at 10 o'clock with the Christian Car Guys show, Kingdom Pursuits, and the Masculine Journey for the first time ever at 12 o'clock out there at Heritage Woods, which is 3812 Forest Gate, which is off Westgate Center Drive. Again, if you know where 
the uh, Home Depot is on Haynes Mall Boulevard. You turn on that little road right there. That's Westgate Center Drive, and you come up to Forcegate, and you're going to see this community that is Heritage Woods. And we're going to be there with the art of living well. And, you know, as I listened to that song, actually, I was thinking about Vinny's relationship with his dad and what a gift it is for somebody of Vinny's generation and a sage in my life, he, he had a relationship with his dad and Vinny has a, a remarkable story that if I didn't have sages in my life, I never would have heard about right near the end of your father's life, Vinny, you had that moment with him where you got to see eye to eye before it was too late. Uh, yeah, uh, I think I, I've spoken about it once before, but my father was living with me. My father and mother was living with me and he was a tough guy all his life. And we were sitting down and having dinner and he looked up at my wife and he says, that's a man I never was. He just saw, I almost fell out of the chair because my father didn't know how to give a compliment or be nice, you know. My relationship was a love-hate relationship. When we were outside, I loved him. When we were inside, I hated him mm-hmm. for how he treated my mother. But like I was telling the guys here this afternoon, uh, I just started to pray this week, believe it or not, for my mother, who was gone naturally a long time, to forgive him because I've forgiven him now. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she was on the receiving end, and I'm trying to tell to speak to her, and I hope she's hearing me. Please forgive him. Mm-hmm. I think he knew his bad deeds against the family and you. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, you know, I, I miss my father for a lot of reasons, and and I hope my children miss me when I'm gone. I'm sure they will, Benny. I know that we'll miss you, but that's a long time from now, so we're not going to talk about that at the moment. Sam, I'm 84. I know, I know. But you're going to set a record, I'm telling uh, you. You're yeah, you know, I go by weeks now, not years. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fair enough, fair enough. There's something about in our heart where we try to hold on to things. Right? And we talked about why we hold on to because it's safe, those kinds of things. And we think that we're punishing that other person. And at the end of the day, we're holding ourselves captive. We're holding ourselves captive from what God's trying to do in our life. Now, whether that other person deserves forgiveness, that's really, that's really God's thing. Right? I mean, he calls us to forgive others. I mean, I understand that. But think even about what do I want to do for my heart? What, what steps can I take? And one of those is believing God's there and he's going to help you. Right? And he's going to help you see your father in a different angle. And I want to play this clip real quick of one that really kind of knocked me out of my chair when I was watching this TV show one time. Now, we've played the clip before, so if you've heard it, you're going to love hearing it again. If you haven't, you're going to be pretty surprised. It's from the TV show Everybody Loves Raymond that no one considers to be a serious show, right? but they kind of deal with some serious things sometimes. And in this particular clip that we're going to listen to, uh, Robert, the brother, Raymond, and Frank, the dad, have been telling the ladies they've been going to therapy together, this group therapy, but where they've really been going is to the horse track, to bet. And while they're there, they're making up things to tell the ladies when they get back. And so when we join into this conversation, they're sitting at the horse track. They're done with whatever they're doing for the day there. And they're talking about 
All right, what are we going to tell the ladies when we get back? And let's see how this kind of unfolds. All right, so so what's going to be our breakthrough for today? Okay, let's see. The last thing I told the wives is that we were working on dad's withholding of affection when we were kids. Good, good. And how it impacted negatively on us. Um, For instance, whenever I did something, I always felt that dad was disappointed in me. Not to mention the neglect and verbal abuse. Okay. So what can we say as to why you were like that? You know, unreceptive to our needs and stuff. Right, right. Uh, Why was I like that? Because you two were a couple of monkeys. Okay. I think that might be the verbal abuse you're talking about, Robert. No. You know, I've been thinking about this since last week. You know what you two's problems were? You took all that abuse stuff personally. Of course we took it personally. You're our father. It was just business. This isn't exactly what they call the triumph of analysis. What else you got? What else you got? Uh, How about uh, you were withdrawn from your relationship with us because your father was like that with you? That's great. Very good, Raymond. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, because it's like what you were talking about the other day. I'm kind of a lousy dad because of him, so... So I just back it up one more to Grandpa Joe. Yeah, yeah, and and his dad was the worst. My Grandpa Sal. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah, Grandpa Sal, very scary. My dad used to tell me horrible stories about how his father used to hit him when he wasn't hitting me. Grandpa Joe hit you? Sure, I got hit every day. Wow, Dad, I didn't know that it was like that for you. It was like that for everybody. That's just the way it was. So so your dad's dad hit him, he hit you, and you never really hit us. I couldn't. I don't know. I was always weaker than him. Maybe you didn't want to be like him. I didn't. The girls will buy that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you can't listen to that and not realize there's going to be a change in Robert and Raymond's heart because they know more of the story. And guys, you know, we kind of talked earlier that when we know more of the story, it helps us have perspective. It doesn't change what happened to us, but we kind of get a context in which to understand it. You know, Frank wasn't a a banner father in this this TV show, but he was doing everything he could at that moment not to be like his dad. And so there is a victory in what he was trying to do, even though they couldn't see it. I remember, I'm going to share a quick story and then, then open it up to you guys. My dad, good man, um, had, had issues, you know, uh, he and I had some issues, but he was, a, he was very, very, um, not very lenient <laughs> on things. I mean, if he told you to do something, you were going to do it or there was going to be a price to pay. Uh, sometimes that price was going out and picking your own switch that you're going to get you know, spanked with. Sometimes that might be the little horse whip thing that he'd pop you with a couple times. And if it was something really, really bad, it would be the belt. And I didn't get the belt a whole bunch of times because I tried to avoid that. And I carried around just some frustration over some of that and some unforgiveness for him. And then a few years ago, I happened to be on a trip to Florida and was talking with one of my sisters. And she started telling a story, and I may have shared it on the air before, about my dad when he was 18. His dad was very, very rigid for a long time. Not Not the grandfather I knew later on who had become a Christian and had God work in his heart. But before that, he'd been a very, very hard man. And, and when he, my dad wouldn't do something he wanted, he would beat him with a belt. He would do some things like that to, to make sure it hopefully didn't happen again. Well, my dad was 18, and he had done something that my grandfather didn't like. And uh, my grandfather said, okay, when we get back to the house, you know what's coming. 
And my dad said, no, you're not ever touching me again. He said, well, then get your things and get out, which is hard enough. But my dad's 18 and he's going to go out on his own. And so fast forward a little bit, my grandmother gets really sick and he thinks that uh, there's a chance that she may not live. And so my dad goes back to see his mom. But before he can go in to see her, my grandfather makes him take the beating that he would have gotten before. You know, and knowing that story, I see my dad differently. It doesn't change what happened to me, but it changes my heart towards him. And it's in that time that God starts to work on my heart to where I can get some healing. Right? Because we can't really move to true healing without some level of forgiveness. Right? We'll get some healing. God will give that to us. He's gracious. But at some point, as you said before, we have something on our plate, don't we? We have to do something with that. Absolutely. When With me, I think if you look at the Hoosiers clip, let's reverse the roles. I was the drunk, and my dad was the good guy who said, "Don't I don't see where you're going with this. Don't give him a chance. And, but he was saying it to me. And years later... I became a Christian and I realized everything my dad said was true. It hurt. It caused wounds, but it hurt tremendously. And though I wanted reconciliation, my dad wouldn't talk to me. So all I could do was change and all I could do was pray. And when we finally were reconciled, he gave me a hug. He said, it's good to see you. He goes to my wife and said, thank you for saving my son. Mm -hmm. And I thought, God and I didn't get any credit. That kind of hurt my feelings. And he gave my wife a lot of credit, but it was probably six, seven years after that. He said, son, I want you to know it amazes me how you turned it around. God really worked in your life. And that was so huge for me because after we bonded over that, and it was probably three years after that, I saw my dad laugh for the first time. Mm -hmm. I mean, just bust out laughing. And we started to share the relationship I always wanted. Absolutely. So if you find yourself today at a place where you're struggling to forgive, I'm not saying step into forgiveness right now if you're not ready to go there, but ask God to help you see your dad in a different light. Whether your dad's alive or if he's passed away like mine, it helps you to move that next step. It helps you move your heart that next step. And it may actually actually free his heart a little bit. And if you're on the reverse end, like you said, Al, pray that God will continue to change your heart so that you can move into a deeper place of healing as well. And you want them to need to join us next week, right? Robbie, where are we going to be? Heritage Woods, right behind the Home Depot.